And welcome into episode 38 of We Went Blues. Barrett Jackman and Jeremy Rutherford of the Athletic St. Louis. And I can't wait for this one, Jax. We have, uh, we keep saying we have our best guest yet. And every week they just get better. Uh, but Scotty Upshaw, before we talk to you for the next 25 or 30 minutes, I need a favorite favor from you. Jack's uh, turned 39 yesterday, and uh, why don't we start off by singing happy birthday to him, if that's okay with you. That's perfectly fine, Jeff. JR. Let's do it. Let's do it. Happy JR, birthday JR, sing, <laughs> to you. Happy, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jack. Oh, wow. Happy birthday to you. All right, for the one listener that's still listening to the show. No shit. (laughs) Am I allowed to say shit on this podcast? Yes, you can. Yeah, you can say whatever you want, buddy. My apologies. But thanks for, hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate that. And Jax, happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday. Thanks, bud. It's uh, I'm creeping up on forty, but uh, I'll, I'll hang out at thirty nine for uh, for one more year. You're a young soul. You'll always be a young soul. Never grow up, my friend. <laughs> you know what? That's that's why we play hockey. We, we never have to grow up. It's true. This is true. You know what hit me yesterday when I saw that you were thirty nine years old? You know when I'm you know in the room covering you guys for years and years, I feel like I'm four or five years younger than you. Then I see that I'm forty four and you're celebrating your thirty ninth and. Wonder why the heck I looked up to you guys all those years. Yeah, yeah well, we take care of ourselves. Face, <laughs> Sorry, Jax, but you still got that baby face, Jared. Don't let, you're fooling everyone. I know you are. But- that's a polite way of saying it, baby face. <laughs> well, Uppy, every time I hear about where you are and you are all over the globe, it's always someplace fun. It's you never hear that Scott Upshaw is like in uh, you know Mobile, Alabama. So uh, tell us where you're at. I know it's going to be some unbelievable place, but where are you at right now? Uh, currently, I'm in uh, the phone locker room at my golf club in Newport Beach, Big Canyon. <laughs> You know, you're not allowed cell phones in here, so I thought I'd take uh, 30 minutes and step inside the little phone booth that we have. It's a little old school, little studio. So I actually feel like I'm doing the proper podcast right now. I got good good echo in here, uh, good acoustics. It's nice to be (laughs) chatting with my boys back in St. Louis, and uh, congrats on a a good podcast. This is episode 38. uh, It's quite impressive. I'm, I'm pretty pumped for you guys. Not too bad. You you gonna jump out of that uh, phone booth with the big S on your chest and uh, <laughs> stripe it uh, today? I hope so, Jax. I've only played. Uh, this will be my third round today, and Friday golf is a big. Uh, it's a big day here at the club. Obviously, anyone who joined a, a private club this is one day of the week where you get to get together with the guys and and have a few pints. But uh, today today's a good day. Excited for my first Friday golf game back in Newport since. Uh, my little tour of duty over in Switzerland, and uh, uh, it's nice to be back and nice to be nice to be here chatting with you boys. So, what's your sandbagging uh, handicap right now? <laughs> Every time I come back after the season, I always add a few strokes. I think that's just normal, right? So, I, I'm playing to a uh, three and a half right now from the blue tees. I bumped that baby up to a five. Well, Russ is going to be excited when you come up to uh, Gazer this summer. So his partner is going to be, uh, <laughs> you know, dialed in and ready to go. I don't think there's any. We can't fool anyone up there anymore. Old Rusty, you know, we're always in that horse race. So what Jax is talking about for the listeners is uh, Gazer Ranch, the uh, uh, the revelry tournament, right? Little member guest every June. Yep. So we go up there, and I get to play with Russ Courtnell, one of the 
one of the best all-time, uh, you know, hockey players and now retired hockey players there could be. And, and uh, we got caught, not sandbagging, but we got caught, uh, you know, with playing a hell of a tournament one year, I ended up taking the championship. So no one lets us get away with, with coming in with high handicaps anymore. Yeah, well, when you have Russ playing at a twenty-four <laughs> and you're you're playing to an eight at the at the time, I, th- I think you guys are going to win every tournament you enter. Things happen, baby. Moving and shaking. <laughs> and up, you don't get too far away from uh, the game. Uh, you're going to be what uh, Anaheim, Toronto tonight? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the beers to a minimum this afternoon. Um, I get my first. Uh, I had an opportunity, so I've done TSN Trade Center for um, for TSN the last couple of years and. Uh, now that I'm officially retired, as of a couple weeks ago, um, TSN kind of offered me an opportunity to follow around Ray Ferraro, who uh, I've got to know over the years. Obviously, you know, his reputation for being a, an incredible analyst, uh, insider, uh, color guy, um, kind of good to learn from. So I'm looking forward to kind of following him around. I'm going to do a game here in Anaheim tonight against the Leafs and then do one more up in Toronto uh, at the end of March. And uh, kind of get a feel for what it's like to be behind the scenes into the into the media world. Uh, I'll probably sit in the, the production truck tonight, listen to him talk to the producer, um, kind of go see what he does in between periods, and just kind of take it all in. You know, obviously, Jax as a player, you don't really see while the game happens. You don't see what these, you know, these color commentators and play-by-play guys. You don't really see the amount of work they put into. Uh, you know, into making the production of the NHL of an NHL game what it is. So, I'm really looking forward to that. I'll probably sit in the truck. I'll you know, in between periods, kind of follow him around. Maybe give him some questions, to ask the guys, pick the guys who he wants to interview, kind of stuff like that. But we're really looking forward to the opportunity. I think it'll be good for uh, for me moving forward into the media world, like you guys. Yeah, it's great uh, to see all those things behind the scene. I actually grew up. Uh, Watching Ray Ferraro, he's uh, from about five minutes down the road from my hometown. and got to skate with him and and kind of looked up to him. So make sure you say hi to him. And, I uh, will. I will. He's he yeah. He's transitioned from uh, from a pretty good career into uh, an amazing career. And I know my son listens to him on uh, NHL twenty uh, twenty. So he hears voice all the time in our house still. That's great. He actually was just uh, the other day was just in, I believe, San Jose doing uh, filming for maybe the next one, but doing like some in studio stuff. And I'm like, that must be that must be cool to be able to call a video game. And it was one to, you know, to be able to be in the video game like us when we came through junior and all of a sudden you're in the NHL and you're, you're you know, playing yourself in a video game. But you know, to hear yourself like that must be what's it must be the next step. It's, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Hit- him next to Snoop Dogg in the uh, intermissions. It's pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Uppy, I got to own up to something here. Uh, I used to travel with the team. You, of course, played uh, with the Blues for three seasons. We're talking uh, 2015, 16 through 2018. And whenever we would land in a city, let's just say L.A., we'd all get on the bus. You guys would get on the player bus. I'd get on the media bus. And we'd take it to the Ritz Carlton or what have you. Instead of going to my room, I would sit in the lobby and see which Swedish model or American model was going to meet you in the lobby. So that wasn't a bad plan <laughs> for me, just to sit in that lobby and wait to see who was going to walk in and greet you. <laughs> and, and how did I do, Jr.? Pre- pretty, pretty well, pretty well. I guess uh, got to admit, some cities better than others. There were some <laughs> cities better than others for sure, but. Uh... You know, the one thing I definitely miss is is the road trips. Like, you, you know, I'm, I, JR, uh, 
Jax, you totally probably agree with me. But the road trips with guys, it's uh, it's a time you cherish actually when you when you're done. I've, I've only been done for a little while now, but geez, like the moments you have on the plane and laughing with the guys and and you know, geez, leaving a room key down for for let's just say she's a Swedish model. You're giving me a lot of credit there, but. <laughs> you know, you might have a visitor here and there in the cities that you haven't been to in a while. Um, that's all. That was all part of the game and having fun and being a, you know, just really enjoying life and enjoying uh, the whole uh, hockey experience. You know, it was it was great. I really loved. Uh, I love my time in St. Louis. Uh, we can talk days about, and we should. But you know, St. Louis was some of my best years of playing hockey with some of my best teammates and and friends that will be my friends forever. So. Uh, I, I loved every minute of it. I'm glad you got to, wit- to witness that, JR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I also witnessed uh, the time when uh, you ran into uh, Charlize Theron in the uh, elevator. Was that Boston? Ah, oh, Charlize Theron. What happened? Yeah, but I Lucky fumbled you. That. I fumbled that. Lucky me. I, Jax, if I had my time back, I wish I had a script of what to say. I'm usually pretty good on the, on the dial when something gets handed to me like that. But I was waiting... It was me and Steiner. We were both leaving our rooms meeting for dinner. And I had happened to get to the, we're in Montreal. We're in the Ritz Carlton in Montreal. And I happened to get to the elevator before him and I can see him walking down the hallway. So the elevator door opens and I am staring face to face with Charlize Theron. And she's like, she's not the doll, like the dolled up Charlize Theron. Like she's in like just a cool leather jacket, kind of like a, like a toque or a wool hat for you American listeners. And, uh, I'm like, oh my God. So I'm looking at Steiner and I'm like, do you mind if I just hold this for one second while my friend's walking down? She's like, sure. And I'm looking at him like, get in here right now. <laughs> get in here right now. And so the door open, the door closes and he doesn't really know right away like what kind of who we're standing with. And just so everyone knows, Charlize Theron could be my, she's my unicorn. She's like my, my Eleanor and gone in 60 seconds reference, but she is like the one girl who, you know, she's probably 10 years older than me. She's been like a badass chick in Hollywood forever. She does crazy things with charities. She's just like the ultimate woman. So I now am looking at Steiner and we're walking down the elevator. I'm like, I'm like, so are you in town for a while? Are you guys filming? She's like, she's like, yeah. I'm like, what do you think of the city? And she's like, Montreal is a great city. And then I just was like, awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. You big, I... big gulps? Big gulps, eh? <laughs> Jax, it was so bad. And Steeter gets out and he's laughing at me. And she walks through the lobby and I'm just like, I'm flustered. I'm like, oh my God, I just blew that. Like I totally, and like, like what was I supposed to say? I'll tell you what I was just supposed to say. Hey, what are you doing later? We're, we're, we're in town playing the Canadians. You want to come, maybe come to the game or you want to grab a drink? Like, I could have said a million things, but I stood there like just in awe. Like I got gun shy, JR. You wouldn't have been impressed if you were walking through the lobby with me that night. Well, I saw her later and I told her I was Scotty Upshaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just it had the making for such an ultimate story and I blew it. But is you any reason you held the ele- elevator for Steiner so you look better <laughs> next to him or what? <laughs> no, but I, I needed someone in there to like just just to witness the experience with me. Because all of a sudden, say if I did like happen to like just say something amazing, I wouldn't have had anyone there to believe me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I needed my boy. It was the perfect moment because Steiner is my boy, and I just I messed it up. But she still she still sits as the the unicorn in my book. 
Yeah. So you talk about, uh, you know, retiring and not being around the guys and, and, you know, missing the, uh, you know, the stories, the, uh, the girls on the road. I, I, I don't know about the girls on the road cause I've been happily married for, uh, for quite a yeah, while, but no, I don't. Jenny's uh, the same, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but missing the boys and all that, you, you have a pretty good group of guys out in, uh, out in California that you hang out with and you get your golf trips and your, uh, music festivals and stuff like that. So, you know, now that you're retired, is you got any big plans, uh, European trips or, or just, uh, you know, golf tour, or are you just going to stick with the media stuff? Jax, I think right now I'm, I'm, you know, I just got back from Switzerland. So yeah, I've been back for almost a month. I, I ran up to Toronto for the week. I did the trade center day. Um, I'm trying to do some other stuff. Uh, just spoke to like NHL, uh, sorry, NHL network, um, the media stuff I think will keep me relevant and keep me around the game and keep me. Um, yeah, I just want to stay involved, right, with hockey in any which way possible. And I don't know if I'm ready to to start with the coaching or or to do any of that because you got to be able to give everything you, you, you as an NHL player. You gave everything to being an NHL player. It was you woke up and you trained and you did your thing and uh, it all went around to the game. And if you coach, it's it's even crazier you put in more time and um i love the game it's been great to me um it's brought me relationships it's brought me to california to live it's you know brought me to do almost a trip to the stanley cup finals twice uh so, so i i cherish it and you know i never wanted to leave so the media thing right now is great um the golf living on the beach in newport uh you know i got two or three of my best boys that I played hockey with that are down here, Shane O'Brien, Lupul. Uh, I'm seeing Getzloff tonight at the game. But, um, you know, these guys have been my boys for, for a long, long time. So, uh, you know, California's good. I got a girlfriend now, so things are a lot more tame. There's no girls on the road. It's, uh, it's, it's, wow. focusing, it's focusing on the next chapter. And whatever the next chapter is, I'm going to pour my, my heart and soul into it like I did with hockey. And, and I, I just don't know if I'm ready to – um, you know, to jump into something completely yet, if, if it's not what I want to do. So that, so the media right now is I'm learning a lot. I'm staying involved with hockey and, uh, you know, I've been retired for about two weeks now. So, uh, it's really no rush on anything. Uh, but yeah, I know when you were in uh, Vancouver and, uh, Robbie Fabry went down, they called you and you came back, had a second stint with the blues. And then even when you were over in uh, Europe here recently, you know, the blues had uh, some injuries and I got a message from you that said, Hey, when are they going to call me JR? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, that you got to keep the line of communication open. I was over in Switzerland and, um, you know, while you're there, you're, you're, it feels like you're on a different planet, by the way, when you're like seven hours ahead of like a New York time zone. And you're trying to like keep up with your friends and your family and the game. And, and so anyway, you know, I, I read the article came out saying that McGinn and Brower had tryouts and I, and I was like, holy shit, who got hurt? And I look and it was, you know, the blaze and Sanford and, and Steen. And I'm like, holy shit. And then, so I'm like, I think it was your article, JR. So I, anyway, the quick DM to you, like, Hey, what are they going to call me? You know, I'm a good fill. And I think I proved that before <laughs> as a joke. Right. But just to, <laughs> You never know what happens in the game. So, and in fact, Doug Army has been, you know, he's one of the GMs that's he, as incredible as a, as a guy he is. He's he's great at his job, and he's, uh, you know, since I've been done, he's reached out, and he, I, you know, when I had my knee surgery and I was doing my rehab, um, 
you know, he's always reached out and his message has always been, Hey, you never know what happens. And, you know, you play the game as long as you can, you never know the opportunities that, that, you know, can fall on the doorstep. So, so I've always, I've always you know, stayed positive for, for whatever opportunities, uh, you know, fall into my lap. And, and right now it's kind of the media thing. So, you know, I'm trying to get better at the podcast, talking with you guys. Uh, and then, you know, every time I get a chance to be on camera to, you know, to enjoy it, to speak well, to share my knowledge, to, to do that. So anyway, it's, it's, it's been great. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. So Uppy, how do, uh, what made you go over to Switzerland? Was it kind of after the rehab and, and knowing that you're able to skate that, you know, maybe you did have that opportunity to come back to the NHL or, or was the Spangler Cup and, and, you know, that experience of playing for Team Canada again kind of drive you to uh, to get over there and play? Jax, I, you know what? I had such a good rehab. I didn't have any setbacks with this knee surgery. I was told it was a six to nine month rehab and that things may never be the same as they were before, but they're going to be better than they are right now. Like, because my knee was, when I went to Edmonton's camp two years ago, uh, on a tryout with, with a spot to make the team, my knee just, it gave out. And if you guys recall, um, the year before on the year, we didn't make the playoffs by a point. I had had a MCL sprain on the same knee leading into, um, the season end before I, I ruptured my kidney. So I, I ended up playing two games in the matter of the last two months because of the knee and kidney. Well, I didn't get to train properly because of the kidney that summer. And I went into Edmonton's camp feeling great but when I started to push it my knee just exploded so it was like I needed to fix it I poured my every ounce of energy not even knowing if I could play again into my rehab just to be healthy and and to move forward in life pain-free and to know that you know I did everything I could to maybe come back and play again so uh, I went to Dallas Stars training camp this year with I felt amazing I was skating as good as I ever have I felt like you know what Anything can happen. There could be an injury. Um, they could actually see something in me that they didn't expect to see. I know. I I know deep down they were giving me just the opportunity to fill, you know, to fill some spots at camp and to be a, a leader to some of their younger guys for for the time I was there. And and it ultimately proved that that was the situation because I had played good. I probably deserved another week, uh, you know, tryout. But I got released and then I came home for three weeks, contemplated what options I had. Um, and then Switzerland called. And when Switzerland called, uh, Sean Burke, the GM for Team Canada for, at the Spangler Cup, called me first and said, I'm going to help you get a job in Switzerland or somewhere so you can come and play for us at the, at the Spangler Cup. And basically, the shortly about a week after, a team called, said, we would give you a three-month contract to come over and uh, you can play for Team Canada at the Spangler Cup. And I ended up doing that more for me. The, Switzerland, I didn't need to go there, but I still loved the game. And it was a chance to see the world and, and play for my home country again. You know what that's like, Jax. It's, it's incredible. And uh, we went over there and I had an absolute blast. I was living about an hour from, from Milan in Italy. Uh, the pizza was great. The wine was in, incredible. The hockey was great. I got to play with Matt D'Agostini <laughs> as a lot of oh, St. Louis Daggy. fan. Daggy. So me and Daggy were just buzzing around together. Uh, we had so many great, you know, geez, I, I was in, I score, I think I scored four goals while I was there. He probably assisted on all of them and, and vice versa. I think I had 60 penalty minutes in 12 games. So I was still doing, <laughs> doing what I do the best. And uh, I had a blast. So I, I cherish going over there uh, healthy. I'm leaving the game healthy. 
uh, I gave it one solid crack at playing playing in the NHL again. It didn't work out, but I'm proud to say I did it. So, yeah, you had a hell of a career, bud, and that's uh, you know leaving the game healthy and kind of on your own terms is uh, is pretty rare. So you know, proud yeah. of you for that. And, Thank you, boys. That's yeah. uh, that's a that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, you know, kind of way to go out too with the you know Canadian uh, winning a championship. It was it was great. I think. <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen this, but on my Instagram, I after the game we were just slamming beers and we're having a we're 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 doing what we do when we win championships, right? And it's New Year's Eve, so we're all in Davos, Switzerland, and and we come out of the rink and we're what it was a quick walk back to our hotel. We lived on like this little main street, so the Zamboni driver was just like coming out of the rink with like all the snow on his in the back of his Zamboni, so. He's looking at us, and we're, you know, we got our medals and our jersey, and I'm like, hey, let me take that thing for a spin. <laughs> he's like, he can hardly speak English. He's like, what? I'm like, let me get hit this. He's like, sure. So I take this thing around the rink. I just rip it around, honking the horn, like waving my jersey around. It was, it was hilarious. We, I mean, I probably got a DUI. I was so going to say a ZWI. <laughs> <Zamboni>. <laughs> Hey, this is episode uh, 38 of We Went Blues with uh, Scotty Upshaw. Scotty, we wanted to talk to you uh, about a number of things. Uh, Charlie Saren, for sure. Uh, slamming beers and driving Zambonis while buzzing, for sure. Uh, but also wanted to talk about this uh, blues group that uh, you probably still pay attention to. And Craig Berube in particular, you had him in uh, Philadelphia, and I believe you had him uh, here in St. Louis when he was the associate coach. And, you know, here in St. Louis, after winning the cup, everybody still marvels at what uh, Chief's been able to do with this group and how he communicates and, and just how he, he works behind the bench. Uh, speak to it. How does he do it? How is he such a good coach for this program? Chief is the man. I mean, he's the man. He's uh, – I can't say enough good things about about Craig Berube, and I, I think it would – it would be the same thing should you ask anyone who's ever played for him, um, anyone who's actually probably played with him. So what, what, what he's done in the last year, you know what, when, when Army brought him in three years ago to kind of be a, like an eye in the sky for us down our playoff stretch, um, and then before he went to Chicago and coached the Wolves, like he just he has a presence about, about him that um, there's, there's no bullshit. It's like, you know, he, he played the game hard. He coaches hard. He's, he puts a good team around him, like his assistant coaches. Um, and he demands just guys play hard and he, he accepts mistakes. Uh, but through his demeanor, he's just, he carries himself the right way. He doesn't overreact. If you, if you watch some of the, the calls last year in the playoffs, with the hand passes and, and whatnot against San Jose, it's, it's let's move on and let's, get the next one let's fo- like so having a guy that's structured and does that uh on a daily basis does wonders for your group and and what you see st louis doing now and what they did last year it's it's magical but it isn't because there's the right people in place to get the job done and, and chief is, is he's the good uh officer in charge so with less than a month uh, to go in the in the season, what do you see out of this Blues team that kind of looks like last year, and and uh, what gives them the the biggest chance that uh, to to be a repeat uh, uh, Stanley Cup champion? What I do see and I like because I, I watch them all the time, Jacks. They're they're my boys. I, even on TSN, I pump them like sharing like, hey, my love and my heart's still in St. Louis. Like I I, I I make that a point because they're all still so close to me and. Um, you know, what I see their, their D is obviously their, to me, 
their defense is what everyone in the NHL wishes they had. They wish they had the St. Louis Blues defense, the size, the puck movement, the confidence, the experience now. Um, so between Binner and, and the D, they're going to be tough to beat. If, if, if you can't get through and score two or three goals on them a game, you, you, you're going to struggle. And then I see them really being a cup contender again is if they get contributions from all their four lines um it was what you know this the sunquists and barbershevs and steens and you know they had such good balance last year through all four lines and when you play like that in the playoffs you you become you know you become powerful and that's that's what the blues are they're deep they have now they have experience they're gonna have to you know they're gonna have to play teams like vegas and and um you know the oilers are starting to come on but as far as the West goes, they are they are my favorite in the West. And then you know Boston is a team that is seeking retribution, and they're going to be they're playing their best hockey I think they've ever played right now. So it's going to be it's going to be tough, but I think the Blues can do it. And I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm excited to see what uh, what April brings in May, and and I think we're in for another exciting playoff run. We're going to have more with Scotty Upshaw, but right now we need to take a quick break and we'll be back with more as Scotty Upshaw tells us what it's like to hang out with uh, Connolly of Entourage E. Maybe some behind the scenes story coming up next with Scotty Upshaw. But first, we'd like to pause for a brief minute to ask you, our loyal listeners to We Went Blues, to click into the show notes for today's episode and then follow the link. And you can go there for a very short survey. You all know how much you mean to us. You know how much uh, Jax likes to, to rip on me, and it's all in good fun. At least I think it is sometimes. Sometimes I, I don't know, but uh, we certainly have a blast on this podcast. Uh, it's been the most fun I've had, uh, especially hanging out with uh, Barrett Jackman. And so we want to know more about you. The survey is simple. It's 11 questions, and it'll take you just 60 seconds, probably less, I promise. So head to the show notes for today's episodes and click on the link. We do a lot of stuff at The Athletic, write stories, we do Q&As, uh, we do some video, but one of my best favorite things of the week is the podcast with Bear Jackman. Thank you for making it possible by listening to us each and every week, and we want to know more about you. To fill out that survey, that would be great. Thanks. So, Scotty, before we were saying that uh, you kind of live a life that uh, reminiscent of the movie, the uh, TV show Entourage, uh, and I know that uh, you spent some time out there in California with uh, Kevin Connolly, uh, a friend of Shane O'Brien's, I believe. And and uh, what's it like to hang out with him? And do you get any behind the scenes stories? Uh, I met Kevin. Kevin, I met years ago through through Shane and through Joffrey. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was back when when uh, Connolly. So Connolly and uh, it was Daniel Carcillo. Uh, when Lupo was in Philadelphia, uh, Carcillo and 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 E were were boys. So anyway, Connolly's been a been a great friend over the last day as you. So we were uh, we, I went up to LA yesterday with Obi. Uh, we went in and sat at his studio, Action Park Media. His new uh, you know he's got a new media company up in Hollywood. So we went up there and had a we had a little meeting with him. Um, had a glass of Johnny Johnny Blue uh, to celebrate his birthday, and then. Uh, we talked talked some shop on some media. We met a couple of his a uh, couple of his new talents, which weren't too bad looking. And, uh, <laughs> you got a girlfriend, remember? Yeah. I do girlfriend, have a girlfriend, girlfriend now. Girlfriend. <laughs> well, I know, but hey, it's okay. We can look. And uh, so anyway, we've 
some of my some of my best nights in Hollywood were, you know, I remember, recall one night we went to the Entourage premiere, um, and uh, so we all drove up from Newport. Uh, we get there. Cons was kind of b- bouncing around, meeting people. His girlfriend at the time was sitting in a seat next to us, so he came in and he hugged everyone. He he came by. He's like, guys, oh shit, thanks for coming, boys. Blah blah blah. And then he's like, Obi, love the jacket. Up dog, love the bow tie. <laughs> I wore this fucking sick bow tie to this part, to this party. I'm like, guys, you think you think I get away with wearing a bow tie tonight? They're like, fuck, yeah, why not? We're going up to Hollywood for a premiere. So anyway, uh, I wore a sick bow tie. Cons fucking called me out on it, and uh, we went into uh, we went into the weekend having having a blast. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been fun getting getting to know him and getting to to meet a bunch of his buddies. Well, this has been fun too. I got to tell you that waiting in the uh, hotel lobby has not been as enjoyable the past couple of years without you here. I tell you what, though, it's better when they when they march that damn mug through the through the hotel lobby, and it's not just some girl from Sweden. <laughs> so there's, be- <laughs> there's better things to look at than women, and it's it's called the Stanley Cup. So you better you should enjoy that one. There you go. There you go. Well, Scotty Upshaw, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for taking the time. You're out in the West Coast. You got the sun going and uh, you're driving around on your cell phone talking to us. So I don't know why, but we definitely thank you. Guys, it's a pleasure and I hope to do it again soon. We'll see you guys down the stretch. I'll try to make it into St. Louis for a game at some point and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, Uppy, uh, good luck in that match today. Uh, stripe them and, and get that handicap uh, down real low so I get a few strokes off yeah. you this summer. <laughs> I'll do my best, Jack. Say hi to Jenny for me. And, guys, pleasure to chat. All right. Thanks, Uppy. Perfect. Episode number 38. Scotty Upshaw was our guest. We hope you uh, enjoyed it. And for more podcasting, go to uh, theathletic.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can hear none other than Barrett Jackman, number five, join the two-man advantage podcast this past week with uh, Scott Burnside. Uh, Jax, I did listen to it and I heard a little ribbing there at the beginning. What's that all about? Oh, Jeff was supposed to edit that out, but uh, <laughs> uh, I guess he left it in just to, to get back at you. <laughs> How'd you like uh, chatting with Scotty Burnside? He's great. Uh, you know, it was nice. He followed our, our team around a few years ago and got to know him a little bit. And uh, great person. Uh, you know, great chatting with him, and uh, I'm sure we'll do it again in the future. Remember to please rate and subscribe. We went blues on Apple. If you click on the show URL, theathletic.com forward slash we went blues, you'll get 40% off your subscription. We've got a lot of guests planned for the next couple weeks, including Jack's uh, a blue who will have his number retired next year. I think that's the only hint that everybody needs. Uh, Chris Pronger will be coming up in a future episode of uh, we went blues. So for Barrett Jackman, for Scotty Upshaw, myself, Jeremy Rutherford of the Athletic St. Louis, thank you for listening to episode number 38, and we will talk to you next week.